Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Vault by Access Hollywood. I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. And today... We're going to press play on some throwback clips, specifically some clips centered around one of the biggest shows in the past 20 years, a show Mm -hmm. that ran for, I think, nine seasons on NBC, conquered the Netflix charts and is now available to stream exclusively on Peacock. That's right. That's right. We're talking about none other than The Office. (laughs) Fans. That's what they demanded. They're cheering in the stands, naturally. I I hear them. I hear them. I would expect Uh, nothing less. The fandom for the... I I have heard a person talk about watching all of this... Like, every weekend, they watch Mm -hmm. all nine seasons of The Office. Like, the fandom is intense for this show. Oh, my... The most intense. Uh, Everyone's relationship goals is Pam and Jim. I typed in Pam and on Google and immediately Jim popped up as like the <laughs> auto fill out. Like surely you must be talking about this iconic couple from the right, office, right. almost couple for like most of the seasons. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a pop culture phenomenon. Like this is just the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to quotable moments. Yeah. And then what is it called? You know, that mockumentary style that became super popular. Yeah. In like the early 2000s, I feel like The Office was one of the first American series to really bring that sort of um, like camera on the shoulder and the camera guys just loosely following it. Like they weren't these stationary static shots, not to get all nerdy and technical, but I loved that visual component. It was like this bootleg mockumentary. Mockumentary. Right, right. You don't remember how those like yeah. took over the world for the longest? I, I mean, do. we still see them. Like new mockumentaries, Black, Black as Fuck, or I guess Black AF, I don't know what it's properly called, but on Netflix, right? Yep. Like that kind of has that mockumentary vibe. But I remember The Office being one of the first shows to do that. And I was like, this is great. It's such an awesome way to have more exposition into a character because you're allowing them to speak directly right. to the audience. In more while ways also, than one. Yeah, exploring great comedy. I always love a casual glance to the camera. You know, it's the best. I oh. always love a no, this mother. Yeah, didn't it's change. like the yeah of. I love it. Dry humor. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have never seen an 
full episode of The Office. Not one full episode. Not one that full surprises episode. me just because they're so short. You should do it tonight. You should go and watch. Just like well, it I'm might super be excited because it's coming to Peacock, and now right. I get to support and support you know what i'm saying all in the family mm, 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 mm. we can't wait well you should definitely binge i want to know what you thought because clearly this show was just such a monster hit for a reason i mean it, they won five emmy awards which yeah. is amazing two screen actor guild awards and a peabody award what's the peabody for again i don't even remember writing writing they won a peabody award for writing but i mean think about the fact that the the show launched the careers definitely helped catapult them to a different level the careers of like a john krasinski and ed helms craig robinson one of my favorites rain mm -hmm. wilson uh mm -hmm. jenna fisher and it gave us the gift of steve carell yeah he won the globe when he was portraying for portraying michael scott who's just like the best worst boss ever <laughs> Uh, speaking of Steve Carell, we got to talk about him for a minute because uh, if you can believe it, yes, there was a time when his name was not a household name. He started his career on the Dana Carvey show. Wow. And the Daily Show. Uh, I didn't realize that was a thing for him. The Daily I'm not Show? I'm going to lie. I missed that. Yeah. I remember like Colbert is like my phase of the Daily Show. Like that's when I was Daily Showing. Okay. Do you remember... Very similar, very similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you remember uh, Anchorman? Yes. So like, same time. Uh -huh. Or be, like, I think there was a character kind of pulled from inspiration from of his time and, like, at The Daily Show. Yeah, not the exact same thing, but like, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, Daily Show, there it is. I'm going to have to go rewatch that. Um, and this was all before he got cast into The Office, but he obviously was not a massive star until a little film called The 40-Year-Old Virgin came along. Mm -hmm. oh, this one is just, I just love this. One of my favorite comedies. Uh, Access had the opportunity to sit down with Steve on the set of The Office just after The 40-Year-Old Virgin had come out. Listen to what he had to say about this potential newfound faith. What's going on here? What's going We're on? shooting a, an episode of The Office where I present the Dundee Awards to everyone, which is the yearly employee awards show, uh, which my character hosts and <laughs> produces and writes. And I wear a tux and no one else does. Oh, excellent. It's, it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> uh, not horrifying, obviously, are the results at the box office for... Uh, 40-year-old virgin. I know. How great is that? Pretty amazing. You know, you were you were enthusiastic yet a little holding back when I saw you at the premiere. You were walking in and we right. talked a little bit. Yeah. Because, you, you know, it's, you're putting it out there. You don't know if people are going to come watch. You think sure. you got a good product. Ta take me through Saturday, Sunday when you're getting the feedback of what's going on at the box office. Well, I've become a complete jerk in, in the interim. In the, the, <laughs> the four days that it's been out, I've really changed. And I've started to uh, demand a lot of things. I have a list, you know, the M&Ms, you have to pick out the greens, exactly. all of that stuff. Um, I, I now just use Evian to wash my hair. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I just figured it was time to become a jerk. Well, you know, I had to stay 40 feet away from you until we actually did the interview, which I thought was rather odd. And you, and he's not even making eye contact. He's actually looking at my eyebrows. I am, yes. Per my rider. <laughs> right, and what eyebrows they are. They I are. I be there all weekend. They're like caterpillars that just <laughs> jump out and strangle you. <laughs> I'm sure you're saying. So I'm saying Saturday you're getting early results back yeah. from the box office and you have to be elated. Well, this is going to sound incredibly presumptuous and uh, weird, but I was in London 
and I may, I may be presumptuous isn't the word, but uh, a little bit, no, pretentious is the pretentious, word. Presumptuous yes. is what I become later. later. Um, <laughs> right. Incredibly pretentious <laughs> that I had flown to London to promote the movie over there. Ah. And uh, so I started getting the results um, from my hotel room. Wow. At, at the, yeah, in London. So it was, it was a bit bizarre. It was uh, kind of surreal, the whole thing. How has uh, life been for you now that you're back uh, across the pond? Uh, um, on over, this side of the yeah, pond? Yes. Well, I miss my Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> but uh, it's been great. I just got back last night, so uh, right back into the show here. It's wow. exciting. It's, it's, a, it's just a bit odd. It's bizarre yeah. to come back, and, and all of a sudden, this seems to be doing very well. Number so. one movie in the country? So far. This has been a long road for you, all kidding aside. It You've has. worked very hard. I am 65 years old, <laughs> and, and, and that's old for someone to you know, sort of hit it. Yeah, and so. be a 40-year-old virgin. I know. This has to be, though, when you sit back, maybe at night, after you get done with all this and what have you, they say, you know, yeah, it's kind of nice. I seem to have made it. Or does it make you nervous, like, oh, Lord? I sir, I never will think that I've made it. I mean, I'm, I'm always sort of that person waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Like, well, it's good right now, but we'll see. <laughs> so, I mean, so far, so good. And yeah. you know what? The fact that people seem to be liking it and laughing, that's great. That's really exciting. He's the best. He is, he is. the best. Um, and everyone, I just have to take this moment. I don't actually think we'll, I don't know if we'll ever get to this or if we even should, but like, remember when he became a silver Fox officially in the interwebs and everyone yeah. was obsessed with him. It was right after Fox catcher, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. Sure. Why not? The, the I don't short. know when I just know I signed the petition. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. I just had to bring it up because I had to take the opportunity to just like, not even fangirl. It's just like crush it out. Like. I, like crush status, like something about Steve Carell. There is a theme forming in you. Well, for who? Not for, for you. Me. Yeah. What is the theme? Uh, okay. Leo Decap, Steve Carell. No. There no. is a no. What is the theme? No, what is the theme? A, there's um. Uh, we can talk offline. What? Is, <laughs> well, whatever it is, he's definitely a silver fox, and for him, I love. It's the combination of kind of like down-to-earth charm you know like mm -hmm. he's so like even in that clip we can hear the 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 true lack of ego the complete lack of ego and i think he has at least seemed to remain that way through all of these years you know through all the years of interviewing him and interacting with him he's still so just down to earth and humble and just like doesn't take it all too seriously mm -hmm. i love it i i actually like seeing steve carell in uh dra dramatic roles yeah. Like I actually, and you know what I mean? He's there's so good. A, there's like a depth and a darkness there that catches you really, really off guard. And mm -hmm. um, then you meet him in person and you're like, man, you're so warm and inviting and thoughtful yeah. also in your exchanges with people. Um, right. I think the last time I actually interviewed him was for uh, the morning show. Was it? Yeah. And you know, that was kind of awkward because it was like, hey, is this who is your character um, uh, based on? And he's like, oh, you know, we pulled from everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And so it was like, mm -hmm. a, you know, that that show helped people, I think, digest mm -hmm. some of the headlines that um, everybody was reading. And so, right. yeah, he, I think he did it with um, a kind of grace mm -hmm. that could be difficult, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, uh, in that, in that it, for anybody in that position. Yeah. 
No, definitely. Yeah, he's a talented guy. I to your point about him taking on dramatic roles, um, I think it's it's almost more of an uphill climb for comedic actors or people who have at least come to fame doing comedy. Yeah. Um That's to convince the people can't. to take yeah. them seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about them or what they are or not able to do. It's us being willing to erase, you know. Scott, like his office character, mm-hmm. so that uh, Michael Scott, so that we can take him seriously. Yeah, I mean, just, he won multiple awards, nominated for a crazy amount of awards for Foxcatcher. You know, mm-hmm. where he played the the owner of that wrestling team, that like playing a real life character, playing a real life yeah. person. Um, it, I mean, he's a pretty incredible person, but there is no way you talked about it a little earlier. You mentioned him a little earlier. There's no way we can talk about The Office. <laughs> Without talking about Jim Epam. I mean, it was the most iconic mm-hmm. television couple probably since uh, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv. That is a bold claim, but actually, I think you're right. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Everybody, though, loved Jim and Pam, and their characters were great, right? But the actors who played them were even better. John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher are bomb. And so with that in mind, let's throw things back to 2006 when Access sat down with them ahead of the show's third season to talk about how crazy the fandom had gotten and what it was like for them to go to work every day. Listen to what they had to say. Wow, that's uh, starting with the big one. Uh, why are we here on Earth? Um, What's your purpose? Uh, I think the niche that we found is, um, it's been incredible because I think it's been a, a building process where uh, you know, we had really loyal fans. And I think that a lot of the people were people who just wanted to see whether or not we could do what the, the British show did, which in my opinion was a perfect show. And so that got some people interested. Other people got interested that it was a, uh, you know, a single camera, non-laugh track show. Um, and then, you know, after the pilot and we started getting our own scripts, people got interested in the novelty of, you know, a new type of show. And so all these different groups coming together and every week word of mouth. And so the fact that our niche has gro- grown from just sort of loyal people who, who um, kind of like the offbeat uh, comedies on television to kind of a, a more um, universal audience has been awesome. And we're so thrilled about it. We really are. Yeah, I've gotten like letters from people who um, like love the show so much and they were like telling their friends and family to watch it and then they went so far as to like throw a dinner party that was happened to take place at 9 o'clock on a Thursday so that they could sit down and watch My Name is Earl in the office. And it was like this covert operation that they masterminded to get like a group of people to start watching our show. That's kind of cool. Was that person you? Or was That, that was your... my sister. <laughs> How much fun do you guys have on set? Is it as fun as it seems to be? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, we're all friends in real life, and we all hang out together in our free time as well. So when we go to work, it's like getting to go to work with your buddies, and we laugh and joke around, and it's, like, really great. Yeah, I mean, I think that if we had handpicked people, we couldn't have picked better people to be around. I think that's the kind of the... It's a really magical thing to have happen. I mean, I've heard, and definitely haven't, I've had the luxury of not having to experience it, but um, that there can be a lot of different you know types of sets and a lot of different types of chemistries, and we just happen to get you know everybody involved, all you know um, everyone from the um, character, our characters, and then the the supporting cast is incredible, and 
But our crew, too. I mean, yeah, our crew is amazing. We work so closely with all of our crew members because it's this documentary style show. And so they're kind of like in the world with us. And like everyone, I mean, we have a little ladies who lunch club with um, the woman who does my hair and the woman who does my makeup and Angela and I, the four of us, we do ladies who lunch and um, play poker with some of the uh, crew guys who do camera and sound and stuff like that. So we, we're kind of all a big family. It's beyond the cast. So, Zuri. Yes? How come you've never invited me to your ladies who lunch crew? <laughs> I've got some I've got some thoughts. You're right. It's about time. It's yeah. overdue. Yeah, I'd say. I don't even know enough ladies to have a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I go home and sit on my couch and eat postmates out of a box and then I wake up and do it all over again. That's like my kind of lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, in that case, come on over. Ladies who lunch all, ladies who lunch all day, every day. We can do that. Oh. That's <laughs> I do I love, love their the chemistry. sound. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, the, 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 their chemistry and, the, you know, you hear all the time. I shouldn't say you hear all the time because you really don't hear it all the time. But it's always encouraging to hear when people talk about their cast being a family. And yeah. there are, there are a, a lot of casts, I think, who say it. And then there are far fewer casts who you feel like actually yeah. keep in touch with each other. Like you, you'd imagine that this cast is one of those that continues to be involved in each other's lives. Right. That you know, if they were to have a reunion today, they would pick up exactly where they left off, and right. it would be years after the last episode mm -hmm. of the show because they've all kept in pretty good touch with one another. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And that's exactly it. Like, I think a lot of people say, oh, we all get along so well. Oh, it's all so great. But you can definitely sense the camaraderie. And like, that's something that's really cool when it comes from um, the ensemble yeah. shows, like the shows that are built around more than like, this is our star. And everyone else kind of like supports that character, that main character story. Um, I love ensembles for that very reason. Like you get to enjoy the chemistries and the back and forth between different, you know, scene partners. One of the, one of the things that's really cool to think about in, with this show is the career or are the careers that were launched as a result of this show mm -hmm. being so successful, the opportunities that these, actors got as a result of the show being so widely loved. John Krasinski in particular is now not only an actor, but he's a producer, he's a writer, he's a director, mm -hmm. he is a father and a husband. So then you have Jenna, who's mm -hmm. not only an actor, uh, but a producer appearing in movies like Blades of Glory. Remember that? Blades of Glory. Mm -hmm. like the, the, that was um, a good one. The ice skaters, figure skaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, walk Hard. The promotion Hall Pass mm -hmm. is a. I like Hall Pass. It is a underrated <laughs> classic. I think it is. I would. If agree, you don't have, agree. if you've never seen it, I highly recommend you add that to your queue and get up on that. Yeah. Um, but she also uh, was in the ABC series Splitting Up Together. And fun fact, mm -hmm. she hosts an Office rewatch podcast called Office Ladies, <laughs> alongside co-star Angela Kinsey. 
Yeah, and it is consistently one of the top ranking podcasts, period. Yeah. Like, which shows you, it's also a testament to just how much people are still in love with this show. The mm-hmm. fact that it could end however many years ago. And people are like, oh, yeah, no, I am completely interested in hearing brand new conversation yep. about that episode that I first watched a decade ago. Um, no, but it is the the podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes of the podcast. I think I got to binge more of the office episodes to fully appreciate it because what they do is they go behind scenes. They're telling you like, so this is what was happening on set. This is what was happening that day. Oh my God. I can't believe this went down with so-and-so and and they still made it through that scene. So it actually is a lot of fun for people who are fans of the show. Um, Before we wrap up, because we are going to wrap up, it's almost time to shut the doors for the vault this week, but I want to end with a little clip montage. I don't know if we've had a, Montage. Have we done a montage on the vault it's before? Montage time. Montage, montage time. Montage time. These three clips ooh, all took place during 2020, which happened to be the 15 year anniversary of the show's premiere. Um, and just for you know emphasis, 15 years. Yeah. Oh gosh, time is flying. I feel old, but. That's awesome when it comes to their staying power. Two decades, almost. Um, Through the power of streaming and syndication, the show obviously continues to capture audiences. So listen to what Ed Helms, John Krasinski, and Angela Kinsey had to say about their experience working on the show. So can you believe it's been that long, first of all? And what are some of your favorite memories from the early days, the start of it all? Oh, my gosh. I first No, I can't believe it's been (laughs) that long. Okay. Um, But uh, favorite memories, there's so many. Usually the the moments when, um, a lot of times whenever I had a scene with Steve Carell, Mm -hmm. he would make me laugh so hard that I couldn't make eye contact with him. (laughs) Okay. So uh, most of the times, if you look carefully in scenes I have with Steve, I'm usually looking at his chin or or his ear just because I can't, I couldn't make eye contact with him or I I would lose it. Not gonna happen. I love it. I I hate to go there, but I gotta go there because the fans get mad at me if I don't. We are coming up on a big milestone. It's been 15 years since uh, Mm -hmm. the, uh, I want to say it exactly right, the office hit the airwaves. Okay, yes. So, um, it's still one of the most streamed shows. It's totally insane. Uh, What do you think it is that keeps people coming back for more? I have no idea. I think that the I'm, I think I'm too overwhelmed by the fact that people keep watching it and are still connecting to it in a way that is so um, I don't know profound. I think that to me, I hope it's because of the same reason we made it, which is you can see a little piece of yourself or a piece of your own coworkers and every one of the characters, mm-hmm. so that there's a part of it that feels immediately familiar. Yeah. Um, but you can't really make fun of your boss to his face, so you might as well go watch a show that makes fun of their boss to his face. <laughs> um, so I don't know, things like that. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away. I mean, the other thing is that the age of the fans that we have keeps dropping. I was just at an airport and a four-year-old came up and was like, love The Office. And I was like, what? <laughs> Do you even know how to use the remote to play? I don't even understand what's happening right now. Let's the, get the gang back together. I would love it. I would love it. Um, so what is, do you have a, like a favorite memory that sticks out to you about working on the show? Mackenzie, do I have one favorite memory? Oh my gosh. I have so many. I have so many. I mean, I feel so fortunate that when I think about that show, the first thing I think of is us all cracking up. And that's sort of behind the scenes stuff that maybe you don't get to see when you watch it. 
but I watch the show now and I see all of us about to break into laughter. Some of us are better at hiding it than others, but we, we went to work and we just cracked up every day. I mean, we laughed so hard every day and I mean, what a gift, you know? I mean, and then as far as like maybe an episode or a scene or something, I will never, ever forget shooting the cold open um, when Dwight decides to teach us fire safety and it's, you know, it's the fire drill and I throw a cat into the ceiling and it's like, say bandit and it's like mayhem and craziness and I'll just, I will never forget filming that. Congratulations for our first montage. <laughs> montage. John Krasinski said that he's open to a reunion. So my big takeaway is keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. It just might happen. Now, is this a show that, I mean, do fans really want a reunion or do they just want to relive I, the glory? I don't think any true fan of anything actually wants a reunion. Because if you- Oh, no, like, no, no. I want a reunion of Living Single. I don't know if you do though. I don't wow. know. I mean, I selfishly want that. I would eat it up. I'm just afraid of what, like, there's such an emotional connection to those yeah. characters. I spent yeah. the entire cast of, of Living Single. I have different people. Oh, that was, that was my, that's my boyfriend in my mind. That's who I would be when I'm all grown up. That's my, <laughs> right. my rich auntie. Like, the emotional connection is so deep. I'm afraid for shows to go there that I really loved the first round. Because we know reboots have shown time and time again. Listen. They will mess some things up. Listen, if we can get Roseanne back, we can bring the office back. But I, I just wonder, you know, because it's like, remember Will and Grace came back and it was like, we're just going to do mm -hmm. a couple. <laughs> and then it was like, no, you have to, you have to come back. You have to give us all the, You have to do more. You have to, let's do I kind of like the idea of like a limited run. Like we're going to give you a little something so we can bring this to completion. But I don't know. There's something really beautiful and sacred about letting a, a, a body of work exist in the space that it was given. And that's it. And like those characters are now timeless because we don't see them grow old because we don't really know what happens mm -hmm. after. Like that's a part of the beauty. That's mm -hmm. like the holiday magic, if you will. Right. Like I don't need the logistics of how the reindeer lands on the roof and Santa like shimmies down the chimney and mm -hmm. whatever else. I just need to know that the gifts are there. And y'all told me Santa brought them. See, this like, is the difference between you and me. <laughs> I'm I'm a logistical person. I need to know. That's why you ran up on we, your mama on Christmas morning exactly. talking about. Was like, I and need I, I never even told you the, the the part where I was like, we don't have a fireplace. <laughs> How's he getting in here? I'm, like, I'm going to leave the screen door believe. unlocked for him. I was like, mm, that doesn't seem like a good idea. This is not adding up. I was like, <laughs> burglars, burglars, burglars. I I get it. I get it. I get it. I um. I don't know. I just think there's beauty in like leaving things alone sometimes and just like not wondering what if, allowing yourself to believe what you believe is true, right? Like we all have our own ideas about what our favorite characters did after that final episode. And like one example, so Sex in the City, remember, obviously they had the show and then they yep. had the movie. Yep. And I was one of those selfish people who was like, give us the movie. And the movie came and it was good and I liked it and it was awesome. And then selfishly, I was like, give us another. You, but like, I wasn't quite sure that I actually, like that any of us needed it. Did you like the second one? You didn't. That wasn't Dubai, right? Yeah. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like progressively, I got more and more like, 
maybe we should, maybe they shouldn't have given us this. <laughs> maybe I liked my idea of what happened better than like what's happening. So and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want to risk people ruining a good thing by trying to give the, the instant gratification of, here's more to the story. It sounds like out. Zuri is also shooting her shot to maybe be a writer on The I, Office. I was a writer more than anything. I was a writer first and foremost. I do not want to write for The Office. That's entirely too much pressure. Um, they're too <laughs> good at what they do. But I'll sure. sit in the writer's room with some popcorn and just like watch the magic happen. I'm not mad. But, um, I'm maybe not mad. a limited run. But like what would happen in it? Like in a, in an office reboot, like they all switch to digital. What? Well, right, because it was a paper company, right? So maybe they yeah. all switch to like a cl- it's a it's now a cloud based storage mm. company, and they're all trying to wrap their minds around the tech the, of it all. But all training. of them are like underprepared. Nobody yeah. knows anything about tech. Michael Scott's still faking the funk and like pretending yep. like the You're Titanic welcome. isn't going down. Wow, from a man who's never seen a full episode, you're selling me on your reboot. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> it's, waiting. it's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. Listen, we I have see. so enjoyed this. What about you? Uh, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. I'm going to invite you to a ladies who lunch party and we're going to binge the office. That's what's going to happen. That sounds like a daggone plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, please just join us in watching The Office Available now exclusively on Peacock. You guys, I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. Ladies, we'll see you next week. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall. Produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer. And Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf. And Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool! ...or attending one live... You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.